because you beat your children. He's scared. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Closet Moms Podcast. We are celebrating a very special day. This is our 10th podcast. We are officially in the double digits. Hey, <laughs> Ashley, how are you? Hey, we, we survived this far. I know, I'm so excited. I didn't even realize we were at 10. I know, that's awesome. We should have had a party. I, oh my gosh, we should. My motto is celebrate everything. So we need to celebrate this. I agree. I think um, I'm going to start following your motto. <laughs> yeah. And more to celebrate, we have over 4,000 Instagram followers. So That is mind-blowing. I don't know, but you guys are the best. I know. I love it. I'm excited. So now yeah. we just need some more reviews on our podcast. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be our next goal. We're um, getting there. Yeah, you guys have been awesome giving us um, feedback and reviews, and but there can never be enough. We'll take it all. Yes, exactly. Speaking of comments and feedback, today's podcast is going to be a very interesting one because we're going to be covering controversial topics from questions that we've been asked that we just haven't answered yet because we just weren't sure how to do this. We don't want to offend anyone and we want to keep this a judgment-free zone so this will be our first big challenge but we think we can handle it and i think it's stuff people want to talk about so we're gonna do it and hopefully you guys still love us after this <laughs> dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> fine we're gonna be fine but um before we do that let's catch up what is going on what have you been up to this past week oh nothing just being pregnant <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I do. Do you feel like you came down from like a busy high to like a relaxing low? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can't complain. Um, I feel fine. I feel good. The first week of no school has been pretty cool. Like we've had fun. We've hung out. We've gone swimming. We organized the baby's room. Nice. Yeah, it's been nice to just like chill and not have an agenda every day. So we really haven't been up to much besides like me being pregnant and trying to avoid going outside. Oh, I bet. I'm afraid I will literally turn into a pile of sweat if I go outside. It's so bad right now. I know. That's why I'm like living in my bathing suit right now. Why, Florida? I know. Well, we have um, been summering so hard the past week which is nice because it might actually be the only week we can do that <laughs> because now we've started back into like the summer routine. So now it's going to get crazy again. But last week was the last week of school for the kids. So Kira graduated from VPK. We had a little graduation party here on Thursday and then Friday there was no school. So we just did, I think we just did like a pool day the whole day. It was really nice. And then Saturday, same thing. We did a pool day the entire day. I think not lying. I think it was like seven or eight hours in the pool. It was crazy. We started at 9 a.m. And I don't think, like, I think I took off my bathing suit and got in the shower or whatever at, like, 8 p.m. So, that, yeah, that's crazy. Good. But good. I'm nice and tan now. And then we took the kids to Chuck E. Cheese. So. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Actually, I don't know who has more fun, Jared or the kids. And he steals their little play card. Like, every five seconds, I have to say, give Dash his card back. Like, he is, it's like him at a casino, but at Chuck E. Cheese. Patrick does the same thing every time we go. He disappears, and then he's over on, like, the basketball game or, try, I, I don't know, trying to beat his own high scores. I'm like, can you give us the card back, please? <laughs> I'm the same way, but I will say the little coin game gets me every single time. There's just something about it that is, like, addicting, so I get it. I know. But it was fun. Um, and now, yeah, back to reality. Summer camp started. Jared's traveling again. You know, the usual. Womp. Yeah. So, but no complaints. It's been nice. I know. I I love the kids are at the age now where they understand what summer is or they're starting to understand what summer vacation means because, I don't know, I grew up like excited for summer and we always did like special things that we didn't do, obviously, during the school year. Like, I don't, like a little fire to make s'mores on a Tuesday night or yeah. just like fun little things like that but Patrick never did any of that as a kid so I feel like I'm like teaching him too like summers for fun oh that's funny <laughs> yeah um one of the things that 
I was thinking about doing is another mom just told me that they're going to the premiere of the Toy Story 4 at at the Dine-In Theater in Disney Springs. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that place. Yeah. So I was like, that could be something fun for summer. Like, it makes it different than just going to a regular movie theater and it's at Disney Springs and it's supposed to be like the opening night fan event. So I'm going to try to do that this week, log on and like see if there's any tickets left and try to do that as a little fun summer surprise. But that sounds fun. Yeah, we um, just decided we're going to go to North Carolina, go to the cabin around 4th of July. So that I'm like really excited for that, like to get a, a get away for a little bit. And then I really want to do a staycation right before school starts back up again to celebrate that and the end of summer and Dash's birthday. So I've got two things that I'm planning and the rest is just going to be winging it, figuring out what to do on the fly. Yes, that's that's going to be so fun. I love staycations. We're in like the land of vacation. People plan for a year to come to where we live. I know. So I I love taking advantage of being this close to the hotels. And it's the best when vacation's over and you only have to drive like 20 or 30 minutes to get home. I know. That's the best. It's amazing. So anyway, let's get into these questions we've been getting. Um, I don't know. I know you were extra nervous to talk about this stuff too because you just like don't want to offend anybody but I don't think we have to approach it like that I think we could totally talk about it and let's just put it out there like those who are listening this is a judgment-free zone so doesn't even matter what my opinion is what Ash's opinion is if we even agree or if you agree with us um it's just your opinion and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think all moms are created equal (laughs) We are all allowed to have different opinions. We're all allowed to do what works for our family and for us and our kids. And what works for you might be different than what works for me. And that's fine. That doesn't mean that it's an issue. It's just a difference. Like going back to being a little kid, like how boring would life be if we were all the same? (laughs) I know. Seriously. And I actually really like having these conversations because I always learn something new and I already know my way is not the right way all the time. So I really like to hear others' point of views. And maybe I change something or maybe I teach somebody else something. So You just hit the nail on the head with that. My way is not always the right way. I do not struggle with like judging other people for the way they parent or live or whatever. I struggle with judging the people that are judging. <laughs> I get so irritated when someone is like, when they really do believe like their way is the right way and they're very bold and like, I just think you have to be versatile and open-minded. So if you're not, then you should probably just hit next on this episode. I feel so strongly like we are not called to judge. We are called to love. So even if somebody is making a decision that you don't think is even right or even like moral, it's hard. We're, We're humans. It's hard not to like internally be like oh that's not good or whatever but I my first reaction is not to like be like ew my first reaction is like I love them no matter what because if you really want to make a difference in somebody else's life I can guarantee you judging them or being critical of them is not going to work the only way is by showing an example of someone who is kind and loving and accepting no matter what so whether you choose to spank your kid or not I don't care. I love you and I love your children all the same. Preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me get off my stool now and uh, get into these questions. Um, Okay, so uh, one of the first questions was, I love this one because it's actually exactly what I'm dealing with right now and it could just be the age that my daughter is in. But how do you teach a young child to include everyone and to be kind, but at the same time, teach them boundaries and limits. I want my child to know that it's okay to say no without them getting in trouble. What do you do? I'm also struggling with this right now. I've had a few scenarios where I'm like, I truly don't know what to do. My first initial reaction is always use kind words, be nice, include everyone, But then there are certain scenarios where I don't feel like she's doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. How do you approach it? Like, I don't feel like she has to play with everybody all the time. 
I just don't. That's that's my belief. There might be some parents that feel that their kids should play with everybody all the time. I don't agree with that. Maybe because I'm somebody that gets like a little too overwhelmed with too many people or too much going on. Right. I kind of understand if she doesn't want to, to put it into perspective. This was probably like a year ago. And this is not anybody I know. It was at a playground and the little girl came up to Olivia and they had been playing previously, but then they kind of went their separate ways and there was a bunch of kids there. And the little girl asked Olivia, do you want to play something? I don't even know what she asked her, but would you like to play this? And Olivia said, no, thanks. And kept running. Like, right. She said, like, to me, that's exactly how she should have answered. I think so. Yeah. She said, no, thank you. And the little girl's feelings got hurt. She started crying. And then her mom came over and I was like, what happened? What's wrong? And she was like, oh, she's upset because she asked your daughter to play and she said no. And in my head, I'm like, okay, how do I approach this? Because I was standing right there and she didn't like yell at her or say anything rude. She literally said, no, thank you. Exactly what I've taught her to do. Right. Now, this little girl's feelings are hurt, but to me, if I was in that situation, I feel like I would be explaining to her, like, everybody's not going to want to play with you all the time, and that's okay. Yeah, so that's exactly what I was going to say. I feel like I might be a little bit of a hypocrite, actually, because I feel like if this were, like, the opposite, like, if this happened to Kira, and somebody told Kira, no, thank you, and she got upset, I would immediately be like, what are you getting upset about? Like, get over it. Not everybody has to play with you. She was nice about it. Move along. Give her space. Or I would, like, probably say something like that. But at the same time, if, like, somebody came up to her and said, please play with me, and then she responded, no, thank you, I think in my head I would know, like, that's okay. That's fine. That's a good answer. But out of fear, honestly, of probably judgment or whatever, I would try to convince her just to be nice and, like, do it. And then that creates confusion, one, because she's saying, well, how come they don't have to follow those rules? You know, last time at the playground, the opposite happened. Or then I turn her into like a pushover. So, and I know what a pushover is because I've been one and sometimes still am. Yeah, where do you draw the line? Exactly. And I've made that mistake, which I've made the mistake of like, sometimes I approach scenarios where Olivia is just instantly at fault. Like, that girl is crying and upset, so you are wrong. And almost gave her like a guilt trip. And then after I think about it, I'm like, why did I do that to her? Sometimes I'm too hard on her with things like that. Looking into the future, I don't want a girl just agreeing and saying yes to everything just so somebody else's feelings aren't hurt. I know, and I 100% agree with that. It's heartbreaking when you do say, just play with them or whatever. And then they come back at you and say, but mommy, I said what you told me to say. And it's like, ah, yes, you did follow the rules and now I'm condemning you. And then you're like, ah, I feel bad. Um, If we could just stick to what we say, then they won't be so confused. I agree because I think it comes more from our own guilt. Like we don't want that mom to think that we're like raising this little brat. So I guess, yeah, we definitely agree on this topic. (laughs) But I wonder the opposite. If people think, no, like you should always be inclusive no matter what. Doing that and approaching it that way, which I said I've made the mistake of doing it so many times. I could walk out the house and do it again today and be like, oh, why did I do that? Why did I force that on her? Then like looking at us as adults, there are so many of us that struggle with like being the yes man. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. We have no idea how to tell somebody no. We overwhelm ourselves. We stress ourselves out. I don't want to raise another girl to be that. If we start from a young age, like on both sides, the person asking Accept that someone said no and there's a reason. Then like as the person saying no, teach and know how to say no properly and in a kind way and understand that that's okay and don't feel guilt with it. Right. And you know what? Um, This reminds me about a year ago, I went to a conference and they were talking exactly about that and how to say no. When someone asks you to go somewhere or do something and you don't want to or you can't or whatever, instead of just saying yes and then figuring it out later, you say, oh, I would love to, but 
my calendar is so full or you have to say like my heart says yes but my calendar says no i'm so sorry there are so many ways to kindly decline and if we can just teach our children that then they never have to go to a conference and learn that they could learn it from their mommy you know we also have to teach them they're on the other side and somebody tells them no thank you like that's fine keep moving yeah you know just this morning i was taking cure to camp she said something about somebody being mean to her and she goes well i guess that's because they want me to be mean to them too and i said no that doesn't make any sense she said yeah you only treat people the way that you want to be treated so if they're treating me mean that means they want to be treated mean back and i was like man she's really like reading into this very very literally you know so I said, if someone is being mean to you, it doesn't make it right, but you still have to be kind. I mean, you and I both know we've got some strong-minded girls. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to hear um, other people's point of view on this particular situation and topic and how you handle it. What are your approaches? Yeah, and, and similarly with like go to a playground and you bring toys, do you expect your kids to share those toys? Are you the mom who brings toys and expects their kids to share? Or are you the mom that says, no, these are your toys. You brought your toys, you play with them. If they wanted to play with them, they would have brought their own toys. Like, where do you fall? On topic, but side note, I was at Chuck E. Cheese and I noticed there were some kids who would not leave the machines and my kids did not get a single turn. Fine, that's fine. I actually didn't make a big deal about it. I didn't mention it to them and they, they were bummed, but they moved on, who cares? But in my head, I'm thinking, I don't think that I could allow my child to take over an entire machine for an hour plus because I want them to know what generosity is. Dash really wanted to play this one particular game and he's two. He understands a a little bit with like, okay, we'll come back later. We'll come back later. But I did that a few times and he was just not having it. He wanted to wait for this game. So I'm like, fine, you're wasting your own minutes. That's fine. So we stood and we waited and we waited and we waited and this girl was playing I mean, I'm not kidding. It was like 20 minutes we waited. And she's actually next to her mom or her aunt, both there for over 20 minutes. And she finally leaves her mom or aunt. She takes the tickets out of the machine as to say like, okay, I've got her tickets so nobody will take them and the machine is free now. So Dash is like, yay! And the girl comes over and she goes, um, I know that you saw that I've been playing on this machine. So can you please move? And I was like, excuse me? And then she goes, and you took my tickets. I said, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to be sweet. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. No, no, your mom has your tickets. She grabbed them. And the mom just stared me down like I was lying. I'm like, are they really going to accuse me of stealing their tickets? I was like, no, 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 your mom has the tickets. And I was like, and the machine was open, so he's going to play for for just a minute. And he's not going to be here long. Don't worry. And I was like trying to be nice, but in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh. This is like entitlement at its finest and I could not believe it but then I kind of did because the motherly figure she was with was doing the exact same thing so your children are going to copy whatever you do we have to be the examples of generosity and kindness also common sense also not being a pushover it's one of those things like okay wow she was brave enough to like speak up but also in that scenario she was wrong and she was rude we also have to teach awareness yes awareness of your surroundings number one like you've been on this machine for however long and you're in a public place where there's other kids waiting so like okay it might be fun but you need to step off and like give some other people a turn I don't think that was um appropriate at all we can move along off that topic now I feel like I could talk about that for days (laughs) um so another question we got was Timeouts versus spankings, do either of them work or do either of them harm the child? And I'm, I'm going to assume they mean harm like mentally, not physically. So, yeah, um, what do you do? Do you do timeouts or spankings or both or none? Well, I'll be completely honest. I've done both. I truly believe it depends on the child and how the parent is doing it. I don't think that a spanking out of like str- – pure frustration and anger is going to help anything that's just the adult like taking out their aggression on the kid I've tried spanking it doesn't work for Olivia it just like makes her really upset so we -hmm. don't use that it's kind of like a quote-unquote threat it's there but hopefully you don't need that she's a pretty well-behaved kid so 
we don't have to take it that far. There's people that'll just like grab their kid by the arm and be like spanking their butt as they're dragging them into their bedroom. Also people that will approach it like, listen, I gave you a warning several times. So now this is your consequence. They approach it like calmly and like, this is just what happens now. You are actually like spot on. And now like a light bulb just went off in my head. Like this is exactly what my dad did when I, when we were little, I didn't even like really think about it till now. He always did the whole like, okay, you have one chance or two chances, whatever. And then he would say, okay, after dinner, go to your room. It's going to, you're going to get a spanking or like, it was like a planned thing, you know, like he would say it calmly and then he'd walk in and then I'd be freaking out and he would explain what I did, why it came to this. And he doesn't want to do it, but he loves me enough that he wants to discipline me. And then he would give me a spanking. And I remember always thinking like, this is going to hurt so bad. And then it was like barely anything, but I would still wail at the top of my lungs, like super dramatically to make him feel bad. Um, But I do think that it worked that way. And I didn't, I don't think I have any like lifelong, you know, insecurities about being beat or anything, you know, it was, that's how it worked. Um, It was never like a, rash decision or out of anger there have been times now as an adult where I do like make a rash decision and I just spank their butt immediately regret it they have this look in their eyes and they start crying like oh my gosh she must not love me because she did this and then it like breaks my heart I do think the the warning and doing it the way I I just described would probably work but I find that timeouts are more effective for my children in particular because they have major FOMO. They cannot stand not being a part of whatever's going on. For us, the timeouts just work better. Removing removing them or removing them from fun is what really hurts them. But I do, like you said, I do know people who do spank and that works for them and their children are more afraid of that so they just behave. I remember a particular time Um, she kept touching an outlet and I was like, I had an air freshener plugged into it. She kept touching it and I was telling her that's hot. No, over and over. And she was not listening. And I kept telling her, no, it's hot. And then finally I like smacked her hand. Like, I'm serious. You need to be scared of that. And she like lost her mind, but it worked. Right. She never like she knew to stay away from the outlets. I know, you know, the smacking of the hand actually really worked for Kira too, but it does not work for Dash. And this is just like a prime example of each kid is different because if I smack him on the hand, he just smacks me back. And he's like, oh, yeah. this is the game. Okay. And then it's yeah. like somehow I've taught him how to hit. So now I'm like, whoop, can't do that anymore because now he's just copying. But Kira was like, not like that. You know, it, different kids need different approaches. And I just, I don't, I personally don't feel comfortable spanking. I'm not saying I haven't done it because I have. I don't think I 100% know like how I feel about it. You know, like I don't think like. You're like, did I do this out of anger or did I do this to teach a lesson? Yeah. So I'm like, maybe we should just avoid that because I don't know if I'm doing it correctly if there is a correct way right I don't know so I kind of moved away from it like and especially the older Olivia got like I said I would like pop her on the hand for little things like it was more like safety issues right we do have consequences in this house just because I'm not like beating you with a belt (laughs) right doesn't mean you're not punished and you're not disciplined because that's another big issue in our society these days is parents being afraid of parenting. Yeah. Like I think people are afraid of disciplining their children because they're afraid of being judged. And that's a shame. And I'm honestly, I'm guilty of it. I have many reasons. Sometimes one, yes, I don't want to be judged. I know I'm their parent. I'm not their friend. But I don't want them to not like me. And that is so terrible. But, you know, I think some some things stem from that. I'm okay with her not liking me for a, temporarily. Like, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But I also know, like, this is better because she needs to be disciplined. And she needs to understand that that's not okay. Um, she's always, like, hitting us with, like, you don't like me anymore? You don't even care about me anymore? (laughs) Things like that. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, she got me. (laughs) I know when Kira says stuff like that, I don't know whether to like try to make her feel better and like, no, honey, that's not the, you know, or to like be mad and be like, stop trying to manipulate me. Go to your room. (laughs) 
if spanking is what works for you, uh, then you do that. And if timeouts are what work for you, then you do that. Obviously, nothing in excess should be done, but you know, you have to kind of gauge your children. And mine, you know, just from one child to the next, Dash and Kira, I have to do things differently for each of them. So I, right. I get the struggle. Yeah. We don't want a bunch of like brats and jerks running around because parents are too scared to discipline their kids because Karen next door saw you like pop them on the hand when they close the van door without asking. I agree. I I think another side of that is like, we need to go back to minding our own business a little more. I know. And every time I hear another mom yelling or if I see the frustration or whatever, I get like a little tinge of joy in my brain. Like, oh yes, I'm not the only one. And I'm like, you know, I don't feel so bad. Get those little trolls in line. I know. <laughs> like, we're, listen, we're all dealing with the same things. So do what works for you and what works for your kids. All right. Another question we got was, is there ever a wrong time or age you have children? So mm-hmm. I always say um, there is never a right time. You're never prepared. You're never financially stable enough. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, I want to have more money or if I have this or that. Like, you're never going to have everything lined up like you just have to do it like I always say that but I do think there's probably really inconvenient times to have children (laughs) say you know people who mentally are not uh, like able to even care for themselves but they think they can care for a child sometimes that that hits me a little bit since it's like okay take care of yourself first like I said you're never fully prepared but get a handle on yourself and then you can give to your child because if you're empty, you have nothing to give to a child. So I do think like there are inconvenient times to have children, but I also believe that children sometimes can turn those things around for you because just because it's a bad time, I don't think you're going to fail. And I think there can be good times to have children and you do kind of fail at it. So I don't know. That's a tough one too. Um, I'll use myself as an example. I don't know if many people know but, you know, when I got pregnant with Kira, I would have said definitely at that time that was the worst possible situation for my whole life. I remember thinking, like, this is the end of my life. Like, um, you know, Jared and I, we had only dated for like eight months or something. I don't know. And we weren't even together at the time when I found out I was pregnant. That for me was like, wow. My first thought was my parents are going to disown me, even though I was a grown woman living on my own I always say like oh I felt like I was a teen mom you know even though I was like 25 I thought like my parents are going to disown me people are going to judge me how am I going to afford this I have like a one-bedroom apartment by myself what am I going to do like I'm not even with this person this it was just like the worst possible situation I had so many people telling me get an abortion, get an abortion. Oh, why are you doing this? It's going to ruin your life. And I, I already had those insecurities in my head and being told that didn't make it any better. So it was just a bad situation. But guess what? Like it turned out to be the biggest blessing of my life, you know? And we we made a life together. We went on to get married and we have another baby. I can never say that somebody who was having a baby at an inconvenient time can't make it work. But yeah, I also do know of, you know, girls who have had children when maybe they already have several children and they don't have physical space to put another child and they struggle. And, you know, my mom works, um, she volunteers for a program where she lives. They help mothers in need where basically the mom uh, voluntarily will give up their children for a period of time so that she can get back on her feet. And she sees like the worst of the worst stuff. And I always think like, you know, why are they having so many children if they can't even take care of them? And you'll see them like my mom will get three or four kids and then you find out the mom's pregnant again or, you know, what? and it's like you don't even have the space or the money or the support. Why do you keep doing this to yourself? And it's hard to, it's hard not to wonder why that happens. I think those scenarios sometimes come down to education and access to like birth control well i little side note i was on birth control and um that clearly didn't work for me it failed so <laughs> i just say like well, that, kira yeah, was that, just like a miracle baby she just needed to be here so <laughs> i i feel for for women who don't have any support 
and don't have resources and all of that. You might not be educated on your resources mm-hmm. and like what's available to you. A lot of people will say it's easy as like, well, then keep your legs closed. Like that's the top line. Come on, let's be serious. Like someone could have said that to you too. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's stupid. That's a stupid response. Unless a woman is just like all over the place and like a baby here, a baby here, a baby with him, a baby with him, a baby with him. Like, okay, now you're just being reckless. She needs to be educated and she needs to have access to resources that help control. Yep. My mom um, um, works with a program called Pregnancy Solutions and they basically, yeah, they, they offer classes They and they offer um, like, like, hey, come take this class, learn about this. It could be a parenting class, a birthing class, whatever. Take these classes and every class that you take, you get like fake money and then you can go into our store and buy things like all baby products, diapers, wipes, whatever. They also can get a lot of free stuff. They get free sonograms. Like you just have to know about these resources and know where to go. You know, a lot of these women that go there are doing it on their own. They're making it happen. There is a lot out there, but our country does not do a great job of educating people on what is available. I think we lack in that majorly. And um, as far as like if there's a bad time to have a kid, I mean, I look at it this way. Like if you are a dependent on someone else, it's probably not the best time for you to be having a kid. Right. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, like a child is a blessing no matter what. I would never tell someone like going through college and they still live at home, go get an abortion. Like absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying at all. Right. But yeah, the timing probably isn't the best. But people that have access to resources and they're educated and you make it work just like you did. You guys figured it out and you made changes in your life to put your child first. Some people might not be as lucky as you as far as the father being completely on board and supportive. You, some women are strong enough to do it alone. And uh, man, I commend them because I, I don't know how single mamas do it. And I have so much respect for them. So I do, I definitely think there is a bad time to get pregnant. I don't think there is ever a right time. Like, I'll just say this. I, I hope she doesn't mind. And I'll, I'll probably just ask her before I play this but my cousin savannah is pregnant right now actually she's like the same as you i think she's like 32 or 33 weeks she's not with the father but i will tell you like since she got pregnant i see such a change in her as far like i feel like she grew up overnight like she's i mean she's grown but like already like okay my child comes first I'm going to do whatever it takes. She has a job. She's working toward her goals. She's really, I don't know, she's really impressed me. And I think she probably would tell you, not the best time to get pregnant. Like, I'm not with this man anymore. And she had just started her new job. And I'm, I'm sure she was thinking like, oh, I want to, you know, do some more in that area. And she's doing it well. So I think, and she's like, side note, she's going to be an awesome mama. She's already like so cute. I think we, her and I would both agree we both got pregnant at bad times and we made the best of our situations. It's possible. Frankly, you know, answering the question like, yeah, is there a bad time or a wrong time to get pregnant? Yeah, sure. I, I, I did it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think good can come from almost any situation. So I'm a little bit of a optimist. Yeah. I do tend to like everything can be better if you just believe, you know, like cheesy. There is truth to that. I mean, it's all about your yeah, mi- your mindset. Completely off topic for one second. I'm also a believer of like, don't play victim. If you make a choice that leads to like detriment, don't play the victim. Just like put your big girl panties on and take care of it. Yeah. Don't act like, oh my gosh, life is so hard. Of course, people do have it bad. I'm not saying that. Right. I know you know who I'm talking about, not who I'm talking about, but the type of people that are just always complaining and always like seem like they're struggling and they're, they're the ones that like are always posting like, I can't catch a break. There's a reason for that. Yeah. It's not life doing that to you. It's your choices and your decisions. Yeah, I agree with that. And to that to that note, just because you're struggling doesn't mean that you can't ask for help either because you don't have to be a victim to ask for help. You can exactly. that's putting on your big girl panties and saying yes. help a sister out. It comes down to like responsibility. So yeah. it's how you handle things that are thrown at you and that includes a child. If yeah. You make a quote unquote mistake because maybe you weren't ready at that time. 
listen, it's a blessing and handle it correctly. So we're just touching on the surface of that. We're not like, yes, yeah. we know there are several different scenarios and several different exceptions maybe, to the yes. Yeah, this is just a general opinion, and one thousand percent, there's always going to be exceptions. So it's we're not, not black and white. It's just never. Gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's never going to be black and white. No. Are there any other moms who thought originally like, wow, this is a horrible time? Or maybe you have a sibling or a family member or a friend that you thought like, wow, bad timing for them. But then it turned out great. And you have any that maybe didn't turn out so great. We as women and as other moms, how do we reach out to those who aren't so lucky? I would love like feedback from people who are in tough positions and haven't been able to get out of it yet. Like what? What can we do? Yeah. yeah. And we're not rich, so we can't yeah, write so checks. Don't ask but... <laughs> for money because I don't have any of that to give out. But I feel like there's like a fountain of resources that's untapped. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like swallow your judgment and ask how you can help. Mm-hmm. Let's stop like the judgment and like, well, she should have done this or right. maybe she shouldn't have had another baby. Get off your pedestal and yeah. like, let's help each other out. Like, doesn't mean that you have to approve of decisions that your friends are making, but I think we should always support each other. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. All right. Well, we are like running out of time, but we'll cover at least one more. Yeah, let's let's end on a light note. Um, <laughs> okay, let's end it on a topic that Ashley is going to be very familiar with very shortly. And... <laughs> What about newborn rules? Like, what do you expect of your family members, your spouse, and like who can visit you in the hospital? Who can be in the delivery room? You know, is somebody going to be allowed to be the announcer on Facebook or people allowed to take pictures? Do you want them to all have shots before they come and see you? Like, what's that shot called? Like the um, TDAP? Like, what do you think? Like visitors, no visitors? This is like a big one. I feel like everybody has a very different opinion on this. Yeah, and people's scenarios are very different. So like for me, all my family, including my mom, are in New York. So as far as like the delivery room, It's just me and my husband. I'm not somebody that's like, yeah, come in. I don't care. Like as far as like rules go. Okay. So I'm in this mom Facebook group that I just kind of like observe. And um, someone just posted last night this list of rules that they made to hang on their hospital door. Yeah. And I'll just be like, I'm just, I'm just going to give my opinion here. Mm -hmm. I think it's so stupid. Like, <laughs> calm down. I'd, but as like a first time mom, I get their intentions are like to protect their baby, and they have that overwhelming like, this is my baby, and I don't want anything to happen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I totally understand that part. But like, your kid is gonna be eating food off the floor in two years. So <laughs> like, just yeah. relax. Relax. Um, basic rules, like, I don't like when strangers just walk up and touch a newborn. Like, that's, I don't like when strangers walk up and touch a four-year-old. Like, don't keep your hands off kids. These are general basic rules to me. So I don't think it needs to be, like, printed and posted everywhere my baby is. Yeah, Um, I, this is how I feel about those posts. Like, I actually agree probably with everything on those lists. I just don't like the confrontation of it all. And I think there's got to be a better way to vocalize that rather than passively aggressively putting notes everywhere but i i do understand that the, some people really don't they don't know they don't get it either they don't have kids so they don't know yet or they've had kids so long ago they forget or they're just like comfortable with you what like they don't realize like no you can't kiss the baby wash your hands like you forget or whatever the case is like some people really just sort of maybe they get caught up in all the cuteness and they literally forget the etiquette rules yeah. So you feel like, wow, I'm sad that it comes down to this, but I actually have to like post something, you know, I, there's gotta be a better way, but I actually do agree with the things that are on those lists. Like just comp, but to me it's common sense. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't do that. Yeah. I think the same for me. Like it's common sense. I like for me, wash your hands and don't kiss the baby. Right. Like very simple, very simple. Do not kiss the baby and wash your hands. And don't show up but to the then, hospital with a freaking cold, you know, common yeah, sense. Yeah, like, and, or like if you're sick, like, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like to me, that's common sense. So if somebody walks in my house, like with flu symptoms, I'm going to be like, uh, are you freaking kidding me? Like, how do you not know? Like I had to hang that on my door? No, yeah. 
One scenario I did run into when Olivia was a newborn that made me like a little uncomfortable to have to keep addressing and it almost irritated me. Um, but my dad smokes. He oh. has quit on and off like forever, but he smokes again. He only smokes outside, obviously at my house, but even at their house, like he doesn't smoke in the house mm-hmm. or vehicles or anything like that. So he would go outside and smoke. You can smell it everywhere. Like it's all over your clothes. So he tries to be good about like he'll wash his hands and then he instantly puts in like a mint or gum or something. Yeah. But to him, that's enough. Even if it was like 30 minutes later, he would like hold Olivia and then I would like pick her up or something and I'm like, oh my gosh, she freaking smells like smoke. Yeah, that's not cool. I had to ask him like several times like, dad, I'm not trying to be annoying, but she's a newborn. Like you need to change your shirt. I know it's irritating, but you can't you can't wear the same shirt. Yeah. He almost got like offended a few times because I had to keep saying it. But like, why do you make me keep saying it? Can't you just respect what I asked you? Like, I understand that you can't smell it, but I can. Yeah. That was like one of my scenarios. When Kira was born, I didn't really know any better. I just went by whatever the doctors told me. So the doctors would say, oh, yes, anyone that's going to visit the baby right after she's born needs to have the Tdap. And I remember, like, sending text messages out, like, everybody must get this shot. You know, I made everybody in my family get it. Like, and I think they just did it, yeah, like, to be nice. But, and then, you know, they they tell you, maybe wash your hands and do all that stuff. So I only had, like, the basic. And then, you know, a big one now because of social media is, like, Facebook and Instagram posts. Like, unfortunately, I think it is something that has to be said. Like, please do not post a picture of my baby or announce that I've had my baby until I do it. You know, like, yeah. I want this to be like private for now. And even me, who I'm like the biggest oversharer, I felt that way. Like nobody is allowed to post about my baby until I am ready to post about it. And like for Kira, I don't, I definitely wasn't the person that posted about her. I actually saw for the first time on Facebook because of course in the operation room, they did hand me the baby and I they have a picture so I know I was holding her but I was very drugged up and I don't remember it. I just, I like vaguely remember thinking, please don't hand me a baby right now because I can't hold a baby. But I don't remember like anything outside of that. So as far as what she looked like, anything, I had nothing. And then immediately it was like, baby's taken away, you get fixed. I went to recovery and I had a massive you know, complications and ended up in the ICU forever. And I couldn't even see Kira until, I don't know, I feel like it was like at least 24, probably more than 24 hours before they ever even brought her to me. I had nothing to do in the ICU. So I'm just laying there and I have my phone and I look on Facebook and I see her picture. So it's like, I didn't give anybody specific like reason to think that they couldn't. And also I think when the post was posted, nobody realized I was having complications or in the ICU. But I remember thinking like, wow, the first time I saw my baby was on Facebook. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's crazy. So that's like hard. I think that's something that has to be said. Like, please respect my wishes and don't do that because you don't realize that you could even offend another mom like by doing those things. Also, I feel like older people might not even understand they like don't. that they're just like excited. Like, oh my gosh, I'm a grandma. Here's a picture. Yeah, they just want to share your excitement with you and... That's like announcing to the world. Like, I'm not ready for that yet. Let me do it. I want the right picture. I want the right announcement. I want... Right. Like, don't do that. That's... I would say that's one of mine too. Yeah. Like, but other than that, I think we just need to, as far as that goes, just like respect what people ask of you. Yeah. Even if you're like rolling your eyes in your head, like, oh, that's so dramatic, just respect it. It's temporary and it's what they're asking. You know, it's just a, like a little side note of that. I remember thinking like um, in the beginning, like, I don't want anybody in the delivery room. I barely even want Jared there. Like, I'm going to make sure he stays at my head. And my mom, of course, is like, um, I'm going to be there, right? It's my first grandbaby. Like, of course. Like, yeah, I got to have my mom. But okay, you get the same rules, stay up at my head. And then it, and then it's like, his mom was like, you know, I've been there for every single grandchild's birth. I'm going to be there, right? And I'm like, oh, how can I say no to his mom too? And then I'm like, a part of me really did feel like I don't have a say in this, which, you know, I do. I absolutely had a say, but I did feel the pressure to like, 
make them happy because they're the grandparents. But for anyone who is like going through this right now and you feel that way, like you don't want anybody in there and you're going to be weird, whatever, like at least for me, I can tell you it actually wasn't that big of a deal and I would do it again that way. So I had his mom who I, you know, at the time I barely knew her, but she was in there. And the funny part was at some point I remember like when it came time to push, Nancy, his mom was like holding one of my legs. She's being very respectful, looking the other way, but she was like holding one of my legs. I think Jared was holding the other leg and my mom was in the corner like crying. <laughs> like, what is going on? I'm the one in labor here. Why are you in the corner? <laughs> I remember looking over like, but you know, things just don't go the way you think they're going to go. And in the end, it all worked out. So if anyone is curious about that whole situation, like if you think you're going to have it a certain way, just plan to be, uh, plan for everything to change. Like plan to be unprepared. Yes. Agreed. Whatever your expectations are, bring it down like five notches. The first time with Olivia, I remember my midwife was like, so did you, did you fill out your birth plan? Cause they like give you a paper. And, and I was like, no. And she's like, you are my favorite type of patient. That's so funny. <laughs> and of course, like this time I know, like I'm getting an epidural. I don't give yeah. a damn who judges me. <laughs> like, so like, I know that now I just go into it. Like, let's do this. Like my birth plan is to get the baby out safely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's funny, like, also with the first one, um, you had, like, options to choose, like, do you want the nice sheets? Do you want a nice steak dinner after? Do you want the, your hair blow-dried? Like, there was, like, so many frou-frou options that you could choose at the hospital. I think most hospitals have this option now, and it's just a way to get more money out of you. But uh, the advice of somebody who had done it, they are like, yes, get the better sheets. You will be happy about that. I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll splurge. Just the first. Let's get the, the special sheet. But when everything like hit the fan and they were literally like I'm like almost half dead dying on a bed and they're rushing me to get me to surgery they had the audacity to like stop Jared and like make him sign something saying that they weren't going to be able to get me the nice sheets right away because they don't offer it in the ICU and then he had to like sign like does he want a refund or does he want to wait till I get moved to recovery for those sheets I'm like I remember he was so livid. He's like, my girlfriend is dying on that bed. Like, get her fixed, and then we'll talk about the sheets. So I was like, that was so strange. But, yeah, I will say, though, once I got to recovery and I got the nice sheets, they made a difference. So if you can can do it, do it. I can't even, like, think about that stuff in the moment. I'm just like, let's do this, please. Can we focus? Like, who cares about the music? Yeah. Who cares about the freaking lavender? I just want baby out. <laughs> and you can do all that yourself. You can bring, and then you know what's great is like you just have your friends bring you food the next day or whatever. Like I remember one of my girlfriends, I love her so much for doing this. She brought me Chick Fil A and a milkshake the next day. I was like, I don't want hospital food. I want Chick Fil A. Yeah, so, that's amazing. That was the best. Anyway, well, we've kind of like every podcast gone off topic a little bit, and now we're just yeah. rambling girl that's talk. What we do. I mean, I, that's what I do best, right? Right. That's what we do. That's that's why this is our job, duh. Yeah. And, you know, we had like uh, at least five other questions. We're just not even going to get to them today. So maybe we'll do a version two another time. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> we might lose a lot of followers after this. It's all right. If you're, if you're not a fan, that's okay. Yeah. Everybody is not for you. And that's okay. Like yeah. we teach our children. You can be the juiciest peach in the pile. But if somebody just doesn't like peaches, it doesn't matter. Right. Anyway. All right. Well, you've got to go get your little one. I've got to go get my little one. Um, but before we go, let's do our naughty and nice because we have a couple minutes. Everything's been pretty low key. Thank God. But I'll give Olivia a nice this week because she's been very helpful and not just like, oh, I'm just pretending to let her help to like make her happy with helping me organize and set up the baby's room. Aww. Yeah, she's actually like folded towels and folded washcloths and like stacked diapers in the closet. And she's done real jobs that helped me and accomplished something. So she gets a nice for this week. Yeah, she's ready. She's going to be a good. Yes, she is. Um, I am going to, you know, Kira and I, we're like going through something right now. So I'm not even going to get her a naughty or a nice. Let's just wait till next week. But Dash, Dash, it's a naughty. I know. I love this little kid. Even his naughties are so cute. Um, 
He, <laughs> the other day, I was really tired in the morning and it was the weekend. So I was like, all right, I'm going to like lay down. And I set him up with breakfast and Netflix and we were good to go. I laid back down. And then all of a sudden I hear him screaming and I can tell it's like the I'm hurt scream, not the like I'm mad at my sister scream. So I yeah. run, I like go to find him in the bathroom and he's like blinking his eyes a lot and he's crying. He's crying. His, his face is wet like with tears, right? So I'm like, okay, he's crying. What happened? I'm like, where does it hurt? Where does it hurt? What's going on? And he was trying to say like, I got pin on my knee. I, I colored on me. And he was like trying to like, it was like he was trying to scrounge up some kind of excuse. Like, oh, I colored on myself. Oh, look. And he did have a few pen marks on him. And I'm like, okay, well, why is he crying about this? And then I look to my right and there's a bottle of Febreze. This little stinker was trying to lie to me and say that the boo-boo was like the pin on his leg because he didn't want to get caught for spraying the Febreze, but he sprayed it directly into his eyes. So he was like, oh. he wasn't oh. crying. He was he had Febreze all in his eyes and he was like blinking and he couldn't see and he was like screaming in pain, but all the while trying to blame it on the pin on his leg. I could not believe my two-year-old like thought that far into it oh my gosh and then Poor i was like dash you can't lie let me finish i'm like trying to wipe his eyes out and like drain him with water i mean he got a lot in his eyes they were bloodshot for a couple hours like oh my <laughs> gosh you'd rather take the pain of the febreze in your eyes and admit that you did something wrong like well if that goes that's not stubborn i don't know that goes back beat your children he's scared <laughs> <laughs> he's so scared oh no his pride that's his pride yeah um, poor guy yeah so but i mean i did feel really bad for him too anyway well um <laughs> all right so we will be back next week with an all new episode if you have any feedback for us please please share we want to hear all of your thoughts and opinions on all of the topics that we discussed today nothing is like out of line so feel free to tell us how you feel if you disagree let us know we want to hear it um i appreciate honest raw feedback and again like us comment subscribe all that good stuff but make sure if you're listening to us on itunes definitely give us a rating and a review because that is what helps us get our name out there and gets us to the top of the search list yes please and enjoy your week guys i gotta go put the pants on and pick my kid up all right <laughs> all right bye bye